Welcome to Sustain This, a podcast where we discuss mindful consumption, personal style, and the quest for living a more intentional life. I'm Alyssa, a sustainable stylist. And I'm Christina, a shopaholic turned minimalist-ish. And I'm Sina, a color consultant and slow fashion style coach. Together, we will unpack the nuances of what it really means to be a conscious consumer and find more joy in what we have right now. So grab your tea, your coffee, or whatever floats your boat and join us in the conversation. Let's go. Yay. 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 (laughs) Okay, welcome back. Hello, hello. Today, we're talking about what to ask yourself before you make a purchase. Um, We're going to get into things that we ask before we buy. I think the biggest piece about asking yourself questions before you make a purchase is just to give yourself some space. And, you know, we love, we love talking about ways to reduce our consumption, ways to shop more mindfully on this podcast and how to make purchases, clothing purchases that we actually end up wearing and loving. And I think giving ourselves that pause and asking ourselves questions before we before we make a purchase is a huge and very crucial part in making some solid purchasing decisions. Um, so what what are some of the questions or how long? Actually, I'm curious. Have you always asked yourselves questions before you buy? Or like when did you when did no. you both start doing it? <laughs> Tell me. Tell me the journey. Yeah. No. No, no me neither. Good. I think I definitely agree like pausing and just like asking yourself how you're feeling right now is probably like the most important question to ask like because a lot of people are and I would do that too in the past I would use shopping as a way to you know not have to think about negative emotions or like is you know swap the situation around and make it feel more lighthearted and forget about uneasy things like any uneasy things that life was like throwing at me Mm -hmm. so um but yeah I think for me I never really asked myself any like shopping questions other than do I have money to buy it (laughs) like then I'll do it I didn't even ask that mine was should I go shopping today yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Yeah. I think like until 2000 I don't know when did I, 2014-ish, I think. Mm-hmm. That was around the time I got into slow fashion. And um, so, yeah, but not always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Christina, when was it that you started asking yourself questions? 2018, my first, nice. my first no buy. My, when I sort of committed to getting out of debt, that's when all of that really kicked off. So in 2018, if you don't know, I was... Um, about like eighty, eighty-five thousand dollars in student loan debt out of a total of one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. I had a full-blown like shopping addiction, compulsive shopping habit, and um, yeah, and I just felt really stuck financially. I felt really behind in life, and you could talk about like, well, how as messed up is this system that you even ended up in one hundred and twenty k of student debt to begin with? But like. I was in it. I felt stuck and I was the one that had to get myself out of that. And a lot of my money was going to the wrong places. Um, and I was shopping, shopping my feelings away. 
Um, so that's when I, you know, at that time I committed to getting out of debt. I went on my very first no buy. Um, and I had to really unpack my relationship with shopping because the majority of my disposable income, if not all of it was going towards shopping. So I really had to start from, you know, really unpack all that and start from zero and figure out why did I, why do I shop? Why do I feel this way? Why do I feel so gross after shopping? Why am I not using any of the things that I bought? What do I have to show for it at the end of the day? Yeah. I mean, when I did that, it really like it changed the course of my life because, uh, you know, my relationship with shopping is so much better. I feel like it's so much more healthy. It's I've really sort of addressed a lot of like all or none mentality that I had with it, too. So, um, yeah, so starting to ask myself questions before I bought something and really essentially my ultimate question is why? Um yeah. Mm. Yeah. It changed the course of my life, I'd say. Mm. Yeah. I actually have like a free shopping flow chart, which um I think we can link yeah. it in the show notes. Um and it's actually like it's not something I religiously follow. Like it's shopping questions, like mm. just examples, but it's it always starts with how how am I feeling right now? And then you can kind of follow the arrows. If you're feeling sad, emotional stress, it goes mm straight down to don't buy it <laughs> to pass <laughs> and if it's uh okay i'm feeling on top of things i'm feeling okay, i'm feeling balanced um then it will go down to do i already have something similar mm -hmm. and then you can say yes or no and then there are like additional questions like for example can i style it with at least three items i already have will it become effortless for me to style this item does it suit my lifestyle and something else I think is really worth asking yourself too is how will you feel about this item when it starts looking worn like Ooh. picture that item in the wash bin like how do you feel about it when it's dirty or if it's a sweater if it starts pilling like how will you feel Great. about it then will you still love it um because I think we're really obsessed with newness Mm -hmm. And we have this, especially like I always picture like a pair of sneakers, like a fresh pair of white sneakers. Mm -hmm. They won't stay that way forever. But does that mean that you need to replace them? Like when is yeah. it when is it okay to replace an item? Like I feel like that's a an interesting part of the discussion too. Yeah. When is something categorized worn out? Mm. And like compared to what? Um, yeah. Because I, yeah. I mean, I find... Um, when I, when I had a lot more clothes than I do today, even though I still do have a lot of clothes, that's like, that's like my favorite thing. But, um, I had so many clothes that I like couldn't wear anything out, even my fast fashion. Mm. So it's like how, you know, how much use was I really getting out of this stuff? Um, I just, I don't know, that's not really related to anything, but I just thought that was interesting. It's just like, I had so much that I couldn't, like nothing was worn out because yeah. it wasn't getting used. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like sometimes because we're so obsessed with newness, it's uh, it, it becomes it's unrealistic, like nothing will stay new forever. So I feel like it's also a way to, to, to practice that whole mindset of, of things, you know, it's OK when things start looking a little bit worn out. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, can I look at as something that makes the piece a little bit charming that, you know, OK, my sneakers are not perfect anymore, but it's yeah. OK because it's like love a grungy pair of white yes. converse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And I, I think it's interesting, too, because um, I feel like asking that question in particular, which I never really thought about, it forces you to 
consider if the piece is worth buying in the first place because if it's like a crappy yeah you know like it makes you think about what is this made of is this collar going to warp is this going to pill and Mm. fall apart and um I just think of my partner Jeff he just bought um like I'd say a very high-end expensive t-shirt but that t-shirt is going to last like it was an investment piece but and he's going to wear it every single day um, and it's going to give him some great cost per wear compared to buying like 10 of the same fast fashion t-shirt for the same, you know, the same price. Like those 10 t-shirts are going to wear out faster than this one with the same amount of wear. So I think it's just a, um, it's a good way to filter out a purchase even to begin with. Yeah, true. Yeah. And also like to flip it around, some pieces are so delicate that you can't, like the way you would need to handle them if you buy them, like, is it, are you going to do that? Are you going to, are really going to like hand wash those two like pieces of knitwear every time you like you want to wash them or is it like unrealistic for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What's the maintenance? How much maintenance does this clothing even require? Like, yeah. do I have to pay money at the dry cleaner? Do I have to take it to a tailor to make it fit perfectly? So what's the investment on top of this initial investment that I'm making yeah. that I need for afterwards? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to think about sort of the, the not the end of life of the garment at the beginning, but yeah, yeah, thinking about the yeah. longevity of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you also mean like if let's say you, you, you're you wanting to like get rid of it at some point, then would you be able to sell it or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think it also... Alyssa, do you have any... Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, <laughs> no, go do ahead. you have any specific um questions you ask yourself before you buy something or and how religiously do you follow it is it more like a a question (laughs) i usually only run through them when i am struggling on a purchase like if i'm questioning a purchase so they're like a like the final like the final gate i guess or like the final because usually i'm i've gotten better at just knowing whether something is a full-on yes even and even if I've I've also come to like be okay with like a new purchase even if it's like do I like do I need this no (laughs) would I answer a lot of those questions in the negative yes but I love it I'm gonna buy it because I know I'm gonna wear it for a lot like sometimes there's just certain things that I know will be a forever piece. So I just bypass the questions altogether. Yeah. And like, that's where it's important to allow yourself to buy something guilt-free, right? Like that's, yeah, that sounds like guilt, guilt-free spending to me. And I like it. Mm. Well, thank you. Um, and then, yeah. So usually they'll, they'll come into question. You know what? I find the more they come into question, if a brand is I use them for when a brand is offering me a piece, like that's when I'll run through like, um where where's the or like what is the origin does it follow my values which are usually like secondhand good quality construction and a really solid aesthetic um yeah always like can I see myself wearing it in five to ten years kind of question which I know isn't an easy one to answer because you never know where you're going to be or what you're going to look like in five to ten years um so but that that's where 
the the construction and the the ethics of the garment that's where i start to bring those into question like those more technical things um but yeah i i rarely use them now um when i when i shop because a because i shop so rarely now for myself and usually if i do see something i want it, like it's so rare that I, I'm so picky. It's so rare that I see something I like. If I like it, I know it's coming into my, like I I know it's gonna come into my closet. And usually, if I'm questioning, that's normally like a sign that I shouldn't get it anyway. So um, the questions come into play with the with taking on new clothes from a brand. I think which is which is still helpful because it's still stuff coming into your closet. I might change my answer to that question later on. (laughs) I'm trying to think. Like, I'm trying to think of the last time I made purchases. And no, like, you know what? Like, they just felt so good. Yeah. Maybe you shop more for your three words than you ask yourself, like, questions. Yeah, like, I used to ask myself those questions at the beginning of my whole, like, back in, like, 2015, 2016, when I really started into the whole – because that's when I had changed – I had changed jobs. So I also, uh, a question that I used to ask myself a lot because we moved from a 1200 square foot townhome to like a tiny condo and my job, like I quit finance. So our income, like my income was cut in half. So those were the questions where it was like, okay, if I bring this piece in, what am I letting go of? And like, if I bring this piece in, what, how will it maximize everything else in my closet? Like those questions, that's when I was really asking those questions because I, I had no choice. Um, yeah. So it's just changed, I guess, but I do find them so helpful just to, even if it's just to give yourself pause, Mm -hmm. just to give yourself pause before you make a purchase. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, that's a question to ask. Can I wait? Ooh, that's a very good question. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like the answer to that is always, always yes. Like, yes. Yeah, but true. I guess like the the other thing that it comes down to, because I, I find I struggle with this too, because we can be as pragmatic about these questions as we want, but there is an emotional aspect to shopping mm. that <clears throat> I think um, probably is the more powerful aspect because I've answered you know, I might go down your flow chart and answer all those questions to know, but there's still something in me that says yes. And yeah. whether that be whether that be anxiety or I need a sense of control or self-sabotage or whatever it yeah. is that you're dealing with, like what, you know, something that's still difficult is like, how do you overcome that emotional aspect? And I think one of the things that's really helped me is just like, yeah, waiting because waiting gives you space to forget about it. It gives you space to feel whatever feeling you're trying to avoid to process that, um, to sit with that boredom. Because I think a lot of us are not comfortable with being bored and doing nothing. As much as we say we're doing nothing, we're probably really doing something, whether it be scrolling or watching TV or doing something to distract ourselves. So, um, yeah, I think it's important to to keep in mind the emotional side of it. Yeah, and it, in the sense, like, it, whether it be an emotional feeling or, uh, uh, sorry, whether it be a negative emotion or something positive, is this like a visceral hell yes? Is this something that I 
am excited to spend the money on, that I'm happy to spend the money on, that I'm happy to buy. And that is something that makes me feel good. It's part of, it's part of my rich life that I want to live, that I want to, that I want to bring in. This is how I'm like spending my money in a way that I want. So yeah, it's complicated. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Yeah. It's funny because I had, and I think we've talked about this before, I had like a vision of not buying more than, I think it was 10 pieces of clothing Mm -hmm. this year. And like, again, it's always secondhand first for me. Mm -hmm. So I, I, you know, but, but I've kind of exceeded that now. And it's, it's funny when I look back at the year as a whole, it's been a really, really great year, but it's also been a really weird year, like emotionally, like a a lot of things going on in the world and like... Mm And I'm not saying that's a direct, like me exceeding my vision of not buying more than 10 pieces is because of that. But I think it definitely has like, now that I'm looking back, I do think it has some sort of a connection. Like it's, I feel like this year I've actually used shopping more than I'd probably want to admit as for like a coping mechanism with everything that's been going on, like both like personal life, but also with that. A hundred percent. What's all of the events of the world? A hundred percent. Yeah, it's true. You know what? That's such a good point. Like for the first time in a long time, I've actually felt the pull of like, I just want to treat myself. Like, and a coffee yeah, won't yeah. be good enough. A jar of Nutella yeah, will not no. be good enough. Like, oh, yeah. Nutella. You know, <laughs> like yeah. it won't. I feel that way about Christmas at the moment. I feel like it's so ridiculous. But it's like I'm buying a lot of like Christmas decor, and it's so ridiculous because we have like we have so much. But it's like, okay, I'm, it's, it's like a way of escaping a hundred percent, all of the, so it's very, and I think this is important to acknowledge and to like, I feel like with these questions and the flow charts and everything, I feel like what it's really doing is leading us in the answer to when to say no. But really, I think the more important question is when do you say yes? And when do mm. you do that guilt-free? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think the more virtuous answer is always to say no to consumption, to say no to this and to rationalize why not. But yeah. I feel like life is not like that and it can be so gray. So when is it, yeah, when is it okay to say okay to yourself? Yeah. When it comes to the, when it comes to, to, to shopping. Yeah. yeah. That's why I, I really like, um, uh, seeing your question of like, how am I feeling right now? And then it's like shitty, not so great or great. Yeah. But I also think <laughs> yeah. like if you, I think a big part of it to Christina's point is like, maybe you do buy something because you're having a shitty day and that's okay. Like, Mm. well, maybe it's not, I don't, I don't know. It's, it is confusing, but I think as if you, if you acknowledge that that's why you're buying, I don't know. No, that still doesn't make it right. Sorry. No, scratch that. It doesn't make it right. (laughs) But I think being aware, being aware of why we're buying something. So actually maybe in your flow chart, I like how we were saying like, wait, can I wait? Like mm. maybe instead of a hard no, I would be like, yeah, let me I just wait? wait. Let me, that, True. maybe yeah. I just shouldn't make the purchase now. Maybe it's just like a not now thing. Yeah. I don't know. Not now. I don't know. That's, yeah. Cause I think, yeah, like to both of your points, I think acknowledging the feelings behind why we shop is 
it's so important because you can do so much self-discovery and to Sina's point like you've mentioned this before like it's style is identity work so maybe you get to uncover yourself something yeah. something about yourself a bit more in in taking that no and being like no not now I'm gonna pause and see why I'm feeling this way da, 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 da. I don't know and I just think also like I don't think the key, at least what I talk about in my content, the goal is to never stop shopping altogether forever, right? It's how do you develop a better relationship with it? How do you stop judging yourself and feeling this catastrophic remorse all the time? How do you stop using it as a coping mechanism? And how do you create, how do you build a relationship with it that feels joyous the way it's supposed to? Um, And healthy. And healthy. And the other thing is... Like a lot of these questions, um, they apply to when you're buying new, but we can also apply it to when we're thrifting and when totally. things are not as as expensive. And like yeah. there's there's ways to feel really good about your purchases. Um, and I think if you're listening to this podcast, I mean, like a lot of us, we love fashion, we love shopping. That's kind of part of it. And I think it's okay to 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 admit that. But it's more yeah. like when is it? When is it something that's toxic versus mm. when is it a crutch? Abundant and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think too, kind of like what we were talking about before is the guilt free. Like, do you do you guys ever give yourself like license? Like I know when we talk about a list or like I usually did, like if I'm going to a vintage market in another country, then it's like you're you're free go for it you're free you know like you give yourself these certain you give yourself license in certain situations to do certain things and have a bit of fun within your financial limits always so that you're being responsible um and yeah not go absolutely crazy but do you do you both do that do you have like wild cards situations kind of yeah I have like a I'd say it's like a, <clears throat> there's like a guilt-free spending category in my budget and I feel like that's made you know so whether that be restaurants <clears throat> clothing whatever it is it's a predetermined amount um to give yourself leeway with that mm-hmm. now it doesn't give me license to just go and buy everything I want and like load up my wardrobe because there's physical constraints and clutter constraints that I and limitations on that that kind of set that boundary so there's other things at play it's it's what you know what stresses you out versus what makes you feel great and excited so it's always kind of playing around that balance but I think having that guilt-free money category just gives me the freedom to I can spend it all on coffee if I want or I can spend it on clothes and it's just whatever it it reduces the rigidity and the amount of pre-planning and it gives you sort of license to be a little spontaneous mm-hmm. with how that money is spent um so whether it be on a piece of clothing or something else it's just like have you can have some fun with it which your money can be used as a tool to do that mm-hmm. And you know what's funny is like when I do, I notice that when I do give myself the freedom, I I don't 
go nuts. It's almost like yeah. I'm even more careful because it's like, ooh, yeah. this is a special moment. I want yeah. this to be special. And so I'm even like more discerning. Like, yeah. so it's it's kind of nice. And we spoke about this in the in the low buy episode. Like I find when I have such a hard, like, no, you cannot, then I focus on the no, I cannot. And then I get upset and then I'm yeah, and then you want to rebel you want against yourself and you're like, yes, nah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I find, Like, screw it. I'm going to break this. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. this way, it gives you, it almost empowers you a little bit to be like, oh, no, I get to be choosy now. Like, yeah. 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 I don't know. It's all these mind games. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of inspired to do like a wild court thing, like give myself a, a, or allow myself like a wild card or like to be spontaneous because I feel like I'm not that spontaneous when I shop like usually it's like okay well it's because like it, it for example jeans like I've struggled so much with jeans like after pregnancy mm. um I feel like I'm really repeating myself on that one but it's been such a struggle for me jeans are a struggle um, yeah and they really are and it's been like so hard to find like some nice fits and stuff afterwards um and now that I have I feel like I've been wanting to like replace like different genes within my wardrobe so yeah maybe when I'm noticing my body is changing or I have like new requirements or it's not feeling comfortable anymore that's perhaps where I'm the most spontaneous I think or like um yeah but yeah I think I feel like other than that I'm not really practicing being spontaneous but I definitely like find it inspiring like to, to what both of you said about like giving yourself like allowing yourself to do that every once in a while without yeah. like feeling guilty about it. Mm. Um, yeah, because I don't think being spontaneous necessarily equates to being impulsive directly. Because um, I find like for me, whenever I'm acting on impulse, I feel it kind of has like a negative connotation to it um, in the sense of like if I'm being impulsive, it means I'm either like, oh, I'm so frustrated that I'm just like, oh, fuck it. Let's like, let's just do this. So I feel like spontaneity, because spontaneity to me sounds, it sounds fun and carefree. And I feel like that's the difference. Yeah. Um, hmm. Whereas like impulse to me is almost like a reaction in a way to cope hmm. versus being spontaneous. Yeah. I'm just repeating it's myself like now. It's like embracing. No, it's okay. I repeat myself. Yeah. Embracing, embracing the, the moment. moment. and hmm. Yeah. 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 And it's almost more intentional, right? Like, I know you can't be intentional about embracing a moment and being spontaneous, but I, in a way, you kind of mm -hmm. can. I like how you were saying that, Christina. Like, it's less reactive and more proactive, which I think mm -hmm. gives us as consumers a bit more power, which is nice. Yeah. Mm. Do you, I, I guess, for me, the reason why I like these questions and why I think I, I know, I think a lot of us spoke about them probably on each our own platforms years ago now, um, was because I think they, they go deeper beyond the, do I need this? I think for a while yes. when this conversation around slow fashion and conscious consumption, like back when it was in its like Genesis, a lot of advice would be like, ask yourself if you really need it. And it's like, oh, please, I can yeah. justify that a thousand ways. Okay, you want to hear how bad my day was, how much yeah. I deserve a treat, all the things. So I mm -hmm. think... I think if if you if you find yourself asking yourself, okay, do I need this? And you're still 
impulse purchasing or making purchases that you regret, then perhaps that's these these are a really good tool for you to just go beyond the the do I need this question. Yeah. It's funny I think, because I, oh, sorry, sorry, I was just like, but the do I need this is like, I would always find a way to say that I didn't. Ooh. Um, <laughs> but then I, but I think as you kind of talk about like the, how you feel constrained in a low buy, so you mm. feel the pressure to rebel. I feel like I would do that because okay. I was probably put being unnecessarily rigid on myself and like privileged enough to be able to, you know, not be in terms of like having them, you know, feeling like I had the money to spend and like that kind of stuff. But I would always find a a reason to say no. And I feel like I would still buy anyway and then feel bad. And it would turn into all that spiral because I was being too rigid on myself. Like it's important to know when to say yes. Mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, you know, you were going to say something. Yeah, no, I just wanted to say like a lot of people like, um, like the, the, the purchasing questions like they become interesting because you are probably looking to become a more mindful consumer um and we've talked about this before that the most sustainable thing like if we're talking sustainable fashion the most sustainable thing you could do is to to wear your wardrobe and wear what you have so i think something else that can be really helpful is because a lot of people and a lot of clients i meet will have like standalone pieces in their wardrobe where it's like yeah i bought this piece because i really liked it and i with all the best intentions but i don't know how to style it or it just doesn't fit my wardrobe like i cannot it's not mergeable with what i have or what i already like wearing so i feel like for me like when i first got started the most helpful way to approach it was to ask myself like can i wear it like how am i going to wear this with what i already have i feel like that was a really another really easy way to to mm especially in terms of sustain if that is what your concern is or you're looking to become a more sustainable consumer then that could also be a great mm-hmm. place to start like to mm-hmm. also if you're practicing like styling in general i feel like it all kind of connects it's like picturing how you can wear this with what you already yeah. have um that yeah. makes me think of, um, again, like kind of bringing it back to elements of style. And we, I mentioned this in one of our very first episodes, I think, was a question that I, I got conditioned to ask myself, like ever since I was super little, was uh, do I have something, and to, you had this question on your list, Sina, I think, like, do I have something at home that will already do the same job? And I mm. think that's even going a little bit like, it's not necessarily, do I do I have this piece at home already because you could say yes I already do have this piece at home but this one's a little bit different or this one I think it's like but right (laughs) but I think instead it's like wait but does it does this piece serve a different like do I already have something that gives like that that serves the same purpose do you know what I mean Mm. so it's like will it allow me to go to work do the thing I don't know so it's almost like again like distilling your clothing down into tools versus the the garment good yeah because I think um that is a great question to ask actually thinking of it because I found for example I tend to buy very similar pieces like slightly different and I found over time that that really started to become quite I was just buying more of the same more of the same like it was a white t-shirt but it was like slightly different cut and but it's like it's a white t-shirt so there's it kind of eliminate it started to um 
really eliminate the variety in in my wardrobe in terms of things like texture and depth mm. and color and um, things that I'm really leaning into now to feel <clears throat> to feel more interesting in in the style of uniform that I always wear. So, you know, if the item is that, so I think thinking about an item as a tool in the sense of like, is this piece something that's going to elevate a casual outfit? Is this something that's going to dial it down and be, make it feel more chill? Like what role is this playing in my wardrobe? And if I already have something that's doing that, then I don't think I need to buy it because mm. then it's just becoming more of the same, same. And that's ultimately clutter because you probably reach for the other or something yeah. different. Yeah. To your point anyway. as well with not having, like you can only buy so much, like, yeah, it might be a perfect fit for your mm -hmm. wardrobe, but if you already have more than enough, it's like, you're mm -hmm. never going to be able to wear all of that. Yeah. 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 Harvard Business Review actually did an article on analysis paralysis and how it, it really cripples the consumer in making mm -hmm. a decision. So when you, you know, when you do have so, so much stuff, you, you do get overwhelmed and you end up either wearing the same thing or just getting frustrated and buying more. So there yeah. really is power in being so discerning with your closet and, and taking less in and it's always hard to see when you're in the thick of it and you're in front of a really beautiful piece mm -hmm. it's always hard to think the long term but yeah so okay and I think it's like I was just gonna say yeah, it's yeah. like defining what does less even mean to you right, right? like 100%. so uh, it's relative and it's I think it's important to focus on being that you know 1%, 10% better every time you come across that situation rather than being all or none. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's very easy to just immediately go straight to, well, less is none, less is zero. And I don't, I just don't think that's realistic for most mm -hmm. of us. Yeah. yeah. Hard to stick to. Really good point. Yeah. Really, really good. True. This was great. I learned a lot today. Yeah, yeah me, me too. too. A lot. And I think <laughs> I just wanted to like sort of bring it back before we close out that I didn't say this because um, we started talking about some other really great things, but I thought, Christina, when you told your story about sort of not blaming capitalism and marketing and you took accountability for your own actions, I thought, and like by introducing these questions and changing your buying behavior, I thought that was really interesting because you know, while I don't think the consumer is solely responsible for like overconsumption and to be to be responsible for for being the only people who practice slow fashion. But I do think taking that accountability is a way to empower ourselves and bring the power back a little bit in terms of our shopping habits. Um, so I just yeah. Yeah. yeah and living your own values, yes. too. Right. Instead of. Yeah. 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 So completely yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's. um there's definitely a lot of things working against us and a lot of pressure, but I feel ultimately we have choice and autonomy at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 So. Yay. That was Yay. great. Uh, thank you so much, everyone. Uh, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
We can't wait to catch you in the next one. Uh, leave us a comment if you've got questions or thoughts about your questions or if there's a question that you ask. It's always fun to share and learn from each other. Uh, give today's video a thumbs up or if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, wherever, thank you so much for listening um, and we'll be back in another episode. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining in our conversation this week. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love it if you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple and leave us a rating and review. It's one of the best ways to support the Sustain This podcast at zero cost to you. We're also a community-led podcast, so if you have any questions for us, topic requests, or even guests you want to hear from, please send us a DM on Instagram at sustainthis underscore podcast. We read all of our comments and look forward to hearing from you. We hope you join us again next Tuesday, where we'll talk about so much more than clothes. Ciao!